Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, People Day Fence, I'm here with another episode of Pop Collaborate. And listen, thank you as always to everyone who's been in contact with us regarding our previous episode, Nirvana. I kind of lightheartedly make uh, a bit of a point about that in the intro, so I won't say too much about it. We are here with our Pet Shop Boys episode on the album Very. I hope you enjoy our journey through it. Uh, we do say in this podcast that we were uh, going to be in Edinburgh next week, 22nd of August 2022. Uh, we still are, uh, but we're not going to be at the Rage Against the Machine gig now because they've cancelled. Fuck it. I'm so gutted. Very, very sad. But if anyone is in Edinburgh and wants to hook up, then you know, give us a shout. Uh, you can get in contact via our social medias or or uh, email or whatever it is. All the stuff's at the back of the episode. If you feel like you want to get together and say hello to Crystal or I, we're very, very friendly for the most part. Uh, unless you're a member of the Christian uh, with a grudge in which case please don't bother anyway i hope you enjoyed this episode guys and we will see you back here as soon as we possibly can take it easy Yes, yes, people. Welcome to another episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. My name is Dave Fenson. Hi, I'm Christy Greer. Uh, and yeah, we're here with with another episode for you. Thank you so much for everyone uh, that got in contact with us about our Nirvana episode. Inspired quite a lot of conversation. There are people out there, it appears, that, uh, that don't like in you yeah well, there was a couple of those turned up which is absolutely fine it's not it wasn't expected it's but, fucking uh, not okay. fine I'm it's not, weird I'm not having it it's, it's weird look man there's people out there going that Bleach is a better record and that is just some elitist fucking bullshit what that is is that is oh actually uh, they got popular no it's, look man I love a ridiculously kind of pared down amateur band mm-hmm. showing their potential I love that right but what's the point of fucking showing the potential you got if you don't like the album that it then shows the potential off. Anyway, um, that's my little rant. That's a bit, okay, Nirvana rant done. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so we're here to talk about something quite different this week. It is very, very different. Yeah, as we're moving through 1993, uh, we have got to October in 93 at this point, and we're looking at one week when the Pet Shop Boys were number one with their album Very. Yes, indeed we are. Wow, Pet Shop Boys are, Yeah, I guess this, this kind of ties in with what's been going on in my life a little bit this week, because obviously uh, Pet Shop Boys are a former Brighton Hove pride headliner yes indeed yeah uh and yeah it was pride this weekend it was just gone yeah we're recording this in like the second week of august yeah, yeah so yes it was pride weekend all last weekend yeah so obviously uh, the club that i kind of run with steam grant um the forge mm-hmm. uh, in brighton we operate out of a venue called ironworks studios uh and that is the home of brighton pride the venue was set up by yes, brighton and hove pride and we work quite closely with the people that set it up so I'm quite lucky that i was invited along as a, a guest uh, to Pride on mm. Saturday uh, and got to spend the entire day hanging out and uh, yeah I was given a voucher book when I arrived okay which had uh, a free lunch in the VIP area which was very nice I was wondering what the vouchers were going to be for but okay uh, that makes more uh, sense and six uh, glasses of champagne oh nice okay uh, and then I had two for two other members of my team who weren't drinking oh so uh, you had so to I, cover for that so I had 18 
three glasses of champagne. I didn't drink all of them. I drank most, <laughs> most of, of them. Most of them, right. Uh, so, yeah, basically, it was, it was kind of a day of two halves because I was there with my little girl and my wife for the first half of the day. We wandered around and saw yep, all the sure. colours and checked everything out. And Big parades. Lots, lots of fun, lots yep. of fun, lots of fun. Uh, and then my wife took my, my daughter home, uh, put her to bed and came back. I spent that time drinking champagne lots of champagne i mean it wasn't champagne it was like fucking chardonnay through a soda stream right, it sure. was you know it was it was free and, it was free and exactly. cold That's the main thing. nice mm. uh yeah so i was quite drunk and then we kind of just got together and watched uh christina aguilera together wow and it was fucking oh, great was it good oh, yeah it was really good man i mean look i'm i i was viewing it through rosé tinted spectacles okay, let's sure. put it that way right <laughs> but i'd have banger of a time like right. you forget how many hits Christina's got um, and I'm assuming as well she just did the hit she wasn't going and here's like some new stuff and oh, here's no, no. A, well, there was kind of a, a, like there was 18 a, cover versions of some there was songs like a duet heard. with uh, some guy that's part of her team right. a guy called Nelson I think his name was and that was really lovely and, and beautiful and very very nice but right. yeah came out and came out to dirty do you know what I mean oh straight away came out to dirty finished on fighter it was Damn. I mean it was just big big kind of that's wailing over was just Beats um the, the the drummer man oh my god the drummer was giving that was full up. live band oh yeah the drummer was Sweet. great man yeah and yeah it was full production super 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 camp big kind of sure shiny shiny everyone band. loving it I'm sure. Absolutely. Field mate. full of people, right? Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. sweet. Wonderful time, mate. Had a very good time. Thank you very much to everyone at Pride for having us along as well. No, fair play. And, uh, yeah. Here, okay, here's, here's a question. Tie back into that. Because when, when was it that Pet Shop Boys did Pride? Was it like two, three years ago? Something like that, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't long ago, no. but it was obviously, we had the year or two off. Um, if you had had the same sort of access and tickets and free stuff, yeah. would you have gone and seen the Pet Shop Boys? A hundred percent, yeah. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I guess this is a good... We always talk about where we are at a band. Indeed. I've never been, you know, like, an, I'm buying the album on day of release. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think the Pet Shop Boys have got a fantastic greatest hit set. I've got a yeah, wonderful yeah. body, you know. Give me some of the, the big favourites of yours. Yeah, West End Girls. Mate, yeah. um, oh, my fucking brain has gone completely blank now you've asked oh, me that. It's a sin. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a sin. It's incredible. What a tune. It's a sin. Is, suburbia. Um, yeah, know? Suburbia. Um, was with Justice Springfield in it. Um, oh, uh, what, uh, what, what have I done to deserve, deserve this? this? Brilliant. You, you know the, the famous old story, don't you? Oh, well, tell it again for the, yeah. the new listeners. Uh, have, have we told this on the story on the thing before? We oh, did on the, on the YouTube one. one. Okay. Oh, well, I'm not telling it again then. Fuck All right. it. All right. <laughs> um, right. If, if you want to hear if you want to hear a shit joke, go back and listen to the YouTube episode. If you want to hear loads of shit jokes, listen to any episode. Yeah. I really enjoy their big tunes, man. Oh, of course. But the ones we've talked about the ones we've said there are I mean in West End Girls 86 when that came out so mm -hmm. the first first big hit um, and then we've talked about ones through to kind of 89 I guess that yeah. sort of time I I, I still uh, I think Domino Dancing was 89 I still really like that up to about that point but I wasn't following them much further than that I must admit no uh, I were mean, you I, doing any like, were you keeping up with them in the early 90s not really no I mean okay. this, I, it was somewhere else but I mean I was the, the video for Go West with the kind of the mm -hmm. The big twirly hats, yeah. and I mean that was all over MTV. Right, and I okay. was watching a bit of MTV at that time, so I was kind of aware of it. I was like, "All oh, right, this is what you guys are doing. You've gone, you've gone big in this department, you know." Sure. And obviously, you know, the next thing we'll talk about is the record cover, and the record cover was very uh, visible in record shops. Oh, yes, I it was. That. It was. But I mean, even like the previous album, because this is nineteen ninety three, like what we said, the previous one was Behavior, which was nineteen ninety itself, mm -hmm. and. I haven't heard that album. What's I, on it? Can you? Uh, well, it, it's got it's, the singles were "Being Boring," um, "So Hard," maybe "How Can You Expect to Be Taken Seriously" might have been a single, but it was 
it seemed to be, and also uh, the reviews reflect this, seems to be a case that this wasn't a particularly well-received album in general. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one of the big ones. And I guess if that is the case, then that would be why I don't really remember those singles very well, because they aren't the big, kind of weird, darker ones that they were coming out through it with. Yeah. So I was losing interest at that point. Certainly, if you, you know, if you asked me what decade... You know, like, what do you associate with Petrol Boys? Yeah. I would associate them more with being an 80s band. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm well aware that if you're a massive Petrol Boys fan, you'd be like, oh, but they're still putting out albums to this day. They've put out 20 albums in the last 20 know, years. Mate. They do seem to just keep them going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, they were kind of groundbreaking in their day and they had this kind of coolness and this archness to them. Mm-hmm. They felt like they kind of had something going on that nobody else did. It felt like nobody else, didn't it? Absolutely. And that was that was great. But then by the time uh, the 90s came around, they were releasing stuff and the most listened to song on Spotify is that version of Where the Streets Have No Name and Can't Take My Eyes Off You which I remember coming out and I thought this is a bit shit yeah that wasn't that wasn't for me no and so I I guess I almost you'd say deliberately went All right, I'm gonna leave Pet Shop Boys then because this is apparently what they're up to now and I can't be arsed and there's there's enough other stuff I can be listening to that I really enjoy I'm not gonna bother keeping up sure but I think they developed an audience and they had I think they were actually in many ways quite savvy because I think they had a very very mainstream audience Mm. and I think they probably had enough um about them that they knew that that wasn't going to be where they would stay forever right I see they weren't they weren't they weren't going to be you know you two for example sure um but what they could do is consolidate down into their fan base kind of play to the fan base Mm -hmm. uh, and be legends and carry yeah, on no, forever. That's true. That's, yeah, they're probably more of a cult band now, even though they're still, in their past, they've been million selling, which isn't necessarily what you think of when you think of a yeah. cult band. But yeah, they are the, the the hardcore fan base and not necessarily making ripples anywhere else. Yeah. And this well, this album as well, this is uh, apparently, is this was their first number one album mm-hmm. uh, and it's their most commercially successful one out of even what they've done since. So, you know, you could say commercially they peaked at this point just in terms of sales and recognition, Mm -hmm. whether or not they peaked previously in terms of music, it remains to be seen, or if in terms of fan base, they probably grew more and more afterwards. But this is the one that sold the most and it got them to number one in like other places, you know, Sweden, Switzerland, Germany, all those places got to number one there. And so this was a pinnacle for them to date. Sure. You know, this was them still on the rise. Yeah, this is the point they're at where they've got a, a loyal fan base that will go, oh, they've got something coming out. I need to get it. Sure, yeah. And, you know, this is a one-week number one, right? It is one week, yeah. Meatloaf went back to number one for a week after this, obviously, because yeah. he's just taking over the charts at this point. So they went straight in and straight back out. Fantastic. Anyway, right, so should we crack on with this? Right? Oh, no, should, yeah, we need yep. to look at the album cover So the first. album cover, indeed. Like, so you were saying it was something a little bit different. If you want to describe, describe it with two words, orange and knobbly. That's basically <laughs> it, isn't it? <laughs> It's, it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like a Lego brick. Indeed, it was, texture, it was described it? as like the Lego cover, wasn't it? Because it was uh, not three D is the wrong word because they're all three D CDs. Yeah, but um, yeah, but it, it's it wasn't in a jewel case. It was more like a kind of a sculptured thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it had a texture to the front. A, a standard CD is a flat texture. Uh-huh. This had a kind of a I don't know like a, someone's shopping list in Braille on the front of it. I don't yeah, know. Um, that's probably very ableist, and I'm probably going to get letters. But, well, there um, you go. There you in go. Braille. 
doubt that. No. Anyway, it was like a, a textural thing and like yeah. kind of an orange rubber. Uh, and it, it, it looked pretty cool on the shelf. So I don't remember seeing a vinyl of it, but... Couldn't tell you. Kind of a pop art yard. It's a pop art thing. It? But yeah, it, it's, it's fine. fine. And I'm guessing that it got extra press and extra PR because of the kind of the weirdness of the, the textured I, case. I, and I always quite liked when you saw something in a record shop and you had to go, oh, what's that? Sure. And then And then I loved it when it was something that was cool and I was always really like, oh, it's just that. Oh, it was, bollocks. Oh, fucking yeah. hell, that? Well, it was a picture disc of, oh, it's fucking Bruce Dickinson sort of project, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yes, indeed. Anyway, right, so uh, first track on this album mm-hmm. is called uh, Can You Forgive Her? Right, and this was their first single as well. Because straight away, this sounds kind of classic Pet Shop Boys to me. Big drama. Yeah, big crashing stabs coming in. Um, And this got to number seven in the charts, so top ten hit for them in June of 93. There we go, like that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so then we get, uh, we get you know, Neil Tennant's kind of very nonchalant vocal come yeah. in. He's quite famous for it. It's a, you know, distinctive thing that he does. Oh, yeah, you can spot Neil Tennant a mile off. And then got this nice little bit where he changes from the, like, just the rhythmic thing and he puts a nice little bit of melody on, on this bridge. Okay, sure. And then... Kind of lilting chorus, lilting chorus, orchestral crashes, bang in the middle of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. This ticks all those Pet Shop Boys boxes for me. Do you remember this from the time at all? I do remember this. Do, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I, I remember not minding this one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, kind of cracks on, and then it it kind of gets to the second time around it, and it's like, ask yourself, can you forgive her? Yeah. And it's just got that really lovely little line with, or do you want revenge? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah come there's, on. There's an undercurrent. Like deliciously arch. It's like a kind of poison barb that right. all of the best Pet Shop Boys stuff's kind of got hanging about somewhere. You okay, know? sure. Um, so, oh, yeah. I must admit, I uh, kind of like the verses on this. Um, I think that it is a bit more menacing and downbeat and those yeah. sorts of things I'm not so much of a fan of this chorus oh I like this chorus you see, uh, whenever it comes into this like you, like you say a bit more uplifting I was like nah this is a, it's a bit more bland to me see for me I, what I like is I think the, like the best Pet Shop Boys stuff is where you get that juxtaposition between the music that's doing something quite lifting mm-hmm. and him doing the kind of the downbeat kind of thing and when it works well yep. it's really good and when it doesn't work well is not okay, right? Um, but you know, I, I like this one, man. I, I I feel like it's missing a killer breakdown, right? To be yeah. a, to be a, like a kind of classic tune. It's, but it's. I would say this is, you know, this is a three and a half, four out of five Pet Shop Boys song. Okay, yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I, I would go five out of ten. I think this is average. Um, I think this is fine. I don't mind it. I, I, I as I listen to this more times in, in preparation for this. I got more used to it and liked it more. It started off, got, I was like, oh, this is a shame. They used to be much better than this. But this is, this is okay. Oh, no, so I, I, I think I like this one a lot more than you do, then. Okay, then. Because I, I think this is solid. I think this is, you know, this is definitely 
earns a place in a greatest hits album. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. I'd, I'd put this in there. You know, you, you mentioned you know kind of Domino Dance, and I'd put I'd prefer mm. this to something like Domino Dance. Okay, right. You know, I, so I, I I think this is a good song, and I was like, okay, if it's all like this, I'm gonna have a fucking pretty right. good time. And lyrically, uh, this is about. Um, a man who is in like a, a heterosexual relationship, but is either he's harboring some uh, some latent homosexual desires, or he's remembering some experimenting he did in his youth, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and uh, his partner is taking the piss out for him and giving him massive grief. And so the can you forgive her? Is can you uh, reconcile that? You know, or w- will it be okay if she says she's sorry? Can you get back to where you were and loving her, nice. or is it done? You know, are your feelings and the way she's treading on your feelings, is that, uh, does that mean it's over? Uh, so it's an interesting kind of story. Yeah, that it's got, got, got a bit well. of a backstory to it. In- yeah. Incidentally, guys, if um, if there are any uh, beat makers or song makers on here that listen to the podcast, like experiment and dabble in a bit of dance music, if anyone would like to sample Krista saying latent homosexual tendencies... <laughs> And turn that into a into, oh, yeah. into a track for us. I, little, uh, I, I think that would probably be one of the best things that's ever happened thanks, to me. Uh, thanks for uh, highlighting that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just want to hear you say latent homosexual tendencies. So be your, uh, your new message alert on your phone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I think it should be your uh, your mission statement. No, <laughs> just on my, uh, yeah, my yeah. business cards. Um, uh, you're talking about the video as well. You, you mentioned the video for Go West. Uh, I watched the video for all of the singles because mm-hmm. they, they had obviously decent budget sing, uh, videos for all of them. And this was the first one, and it's very, very 90 CGI. Oh, um, really? They, they were all directed by a guy called Howard Greenhalgh. Greenhalgh? I'm not sure how it's pronounced. There we go. Uh, but he, he directed them all, and they are all very much of a, of a look. Um, and yeah. they're, it's, it's CGI, but CGI in a way you go, oh, God, do you remember whenever that was the best we could uh, do? Was it like Lawnmower Man? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, yeah. really, you know, piss poor at the minute. The, the problem of being on the cutting edge of stuff is yeah. sometimes you look back and you go, oh, that's... Uh... Oh, God. Oh, no, exactly. exactly. Um, you know, if it was, if you're using uh, actual special effects, like in, in-camera special effects, you go, oh, that still looks good. But if you, this the minute you start using some sort of computer-generated yeah. thing, you go, oh, well, tomorrow that's going to look terrible and it's kind Absolutely. of that sort of thing um if you think of you know the uh, simpsons episode where uh, homer simpson falls through some sort of weird yeah. warp and ends up 3d mm-hmm. it looks like that that's wow. what this video looks like except it doesn't have the erotic cake shop at the end which was the, my favorite bit of that uh, erotic cake shop erotic if you want to stick that in as another erotic. line yeah <laughs> there we go we are building quite the repertoire here uh-huh. i'm looking forward to this yeah so i mean i think i'm a bit warmer on this than you are yeah i think um, it's i think it's all right but no i don't think it's, it's particularly good i like it fine I'm, as i say so there we go all right well fine, let's fine. move on number track this is called i wouldn't normally do this kind of thing this kind of thing Okay, so this is a very bright, stompy, Jesus. disco, electro beat. Yeah. Like I, I don't like that. I, I, I really don't like that immediately at all. No. It's very generic. Well, I mean, the, the from reading around this album, it sounds like uh, a lot of people th- were like, okay, um, since the last album didn't do so well, yeah. they were looking, they almost like changed their sound a bit to try and catch up more. Or maybe look forward yeah. um, to try and you know mark a different path, and they've they've hooked on this very early '90s piano, mm-hmm. you know, cheesy thing, and that's not a nice sound. Oh, it's not. It's not. No. I'm going to say that 
that the vocal phrasing, I wouldn't normally do yep. the tone of thing. Yeah. There's something about that that I particularly like. That's I, I like the chorus. Yep. I really yep. like that that line sung, and I don't think there's anything else about this song that I like. Right. No, I think it's very lightweight. Um, I think the keyboard sounds bad. I think it sounds mm. like a cheap bad, Casio. Bad, 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 bad. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I, I, I've got a note that, to me, this sounds like the sort of song that, you know, if you were watching French and Saunders and they were doing a piss take of the Pet Shop Boys, mm-hmm. this is the sort of song that they, they would come up with. It just sounds cheap and mm. not real. I, I think, I think if you put a slight accent on Neil Tennant's voice, yeah. this is like two lads that have grown up in the backwaters of Iceland, loving the Pet Shop Boys, and have got their big <laughs> right. break on Eurovision. I see. Like that's yeah. that's what I'm hearing, man. Right. Like, the dance breakdown in this has got this really weird popcorn effect in it, like almost like the song Popcorn, but like yeah. f- like f- 10, 15 years too late. Uh, it's really uninspired, and it's a lot of bad choices put together. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I the the chorus that that like you say his his bit where he's I wouldn't normally do that kind of thing. That's a nice little uh, breakdown. It goes minor key. But yeah, this bit, what Ooh. the fuck's happening here? This is what particularly is obnoxious. Um, it's like the crazy frog. Oh, God. It, oh, Jesus. It, now you're saying <laughs> it. Um, the, the weird thing is, there was a mix by the Beatmasters, which apparently was used as the single version. Because mm. when I was watching the video, that's the version they use, right? God, I've not thought about the Beatmasters Beat for years. Oh, they were everywhere, were Everywhere. They? they were on every single DMC thing yeah. as well. They were put, right. uh, but... If you listen to this, it it's like immediately sounds much better. So this is the the single version. So you don't have that plinky piano to start with. Sounds like the cult. <laughs> no, no, cool. Yeah. And so. Okay, it breaks into a bit more cheese, but it doesn't have that grating piano sound. That hey, the, great cheese. <laughs> uh, that the, the original does. And yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it is it, definitely it's better. It's definitely better. Um, apparently, even the Pet Shop Boys, uh, uh, they preferred a lot of bits of this um, whenever they heard it, uh, which is why they put out as a single version. Yeah. And I think maybe they use some bits of it whenever they do live versions as well, that sort of thing. Yeah. But there must have been... Uh, surely there must have been a bit where they listened to this and went should have done that yeah that's what we should have or, done or maybe they just listened to the original and went oh we shouldn't have done God. that well yeah but it's too late now yeah right yeah so no rubbish this no, I don't uh, like it another this was a single that was this indeed that was the third single got to number 13 mm. uh, so you know not massive but it was the third single um, the vi- there's another video for this obviously and again it is CGI all over the place. It looks like the kind of the opening sequence of Dance Energy or The Word or something like that. It's wow. one of those sorts of things. Uh, it's not good at all. Okay, let's waste no further time Fine. with it. Next one's called Liberation. Right. Okay. Wow. So, so oh. we're in a kind of like... Jesus. Spanish Cafe Del Mar yeah. breakbeat kind of thing. This feels quite sunny, I suppose. Feels like wine bar to me uh, yeah I, I don't smooth. like it. it's very happy it sounds no, I don't like it yeah I've got to be honest with you this was a single um, as well this yeah. was the fourth single and then uh, so yeah it's all very bright and very very bright like this yeah and then yeah Neil Tennant's vocal sounds like a wet Thursday in Hounslow doesn't it it's oh. like oh it, it's broken the wow. whole thing this this is an example, again, of where that juxtaposition just doesn't work. 
and it throws it off. But I this, see, this okay. kind of meanders a bit along and does very little. Yeah. And subsequently, I would say, does very little for me. Oh, yeah. Lyrically, it's like an oblique love song. It's got nothing particularly remarkable to say. It's drab nonsense. It, this is it's, it's wallpaper, just isn't it? bullshit. Yeah, I think it's just terrible. Yeah. I don't understand. I, this sounds like nothing else I've heard the Pet Shop Boys ever do as well. Mm. Maybe some of the Dusty Springfield stuff that is that more in that vein. But I do not understand what's going on. This this it feels like a fucking demo, man. Yeah, if it, it feels like a demo, like if you told me that this was a B-sides album, mm. oh, right, I would yeah. be like, oh, okay, I, I guess I can see that, and some right. of these things turn into other bits or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, how this gets through your quality control for your major release, Shocking. I don't, no. I don't, I don't know, because and I don't even think it's a matter of that it's just dated, because I feel like like a song's a song, and this at no point. It, it, it's not like this would have been okay in 93 I'm sure I, I can't imagine anyone else putting this out and us going oh no it was fine whenever they did it then yeah. no I don't get this at all there are bits in it if you I don't love know, the, sorry carry on I was going to say there are bits in the song somewhere like uh, along the way where I'm reminded of Suburbia and yeah. it just makes me go oh I really like Suburbia oh it's a shame this yeah, isn't oh, Suburbia Suburbia is fucking great no. but yeah no, it's all sorts of terrible I mean, this is if you do love this song, if you dearly love this song, I mean, you might be out there. I'm not sure if you are, you listen to this, but let us know and tell mm. me why. But, I mean, I don't get it at all. I do not get that one. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, really off the chart of, of how you go from the kind of output that you had to thinking that that's okay to be. Honestly, yeah. Not just be an album tractor, but to be a single. Sing, single number four. I mean, it only got to number 14, so it's the lowest charting of the singles yeah. of this album. I mean, but it's still 14. 14, man. No, it's fucking top 20, so. Let's remember that, like, Sensor didn't make the top 70 fucking or right, mate. The video for this, video for this, right, is probably the worst one of the lot. Okay. It's like a Windows screensaver. Uh, really? Fucking dreadful. It's worth, it's worth a watch to see what was considered cutting edge you know okay. that sort of stuff fractals uh, it, it honestly is but uh, and this is also one where the two of the two of the Pet Shop Boys don't really appear at all their faces on some kind of orbs singing that sort of stuff but oh, no. they're not in the video themselves but uh, at the time right uh, a music journalist called James Masterson who wrote a, a kind of a, a column every week about the pop charts he wrote about the video what gives it an extra boost is the innovating virtual reality video currently touring the country in a roadshow whereby punters can climb into a booth and experience the state of the art computer graphics at first hand oh jesus christ imagine this was considered good enough that someone apparently took a booth around the country that you could go and be inside this fucking screen i mean record companies would throw money at any old shit unbelievable it oh, it must have been a matter of weeks before anybody who knew anything was like never do that again because it we're getting laughed at shockingly bad but the thing is if you hadn't seen it it was probably all right maybe so i mean i remember seeing lawnmower man and going oh the film wasn't very good but it but looked amazing oh wait i remember the uh, video for dark straits money for nothing going damn yeah they can do that now can't they can't believe yeah. it but was that def leopard one yeah oh um, um Oh well, no! That let's was, get right. I, I thought that looked shit at the time, man. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it was ruined by the song. But, um, <laughs> uh, I suppose it rocks yeah. out of the question. Anyway, there's um, a, a remix of this as well, right? Um, by E Smooth. E Smooth. E Smooth. And I listened to it. It was like, oh, I'll, I'll have listened to this remix. Um, and it's, it appears to be one of those ones where I suspect they contacted E Smooth mm-hmm. and went, "Can you remix this song?" E Smooth, whoever this person is, went, "Yeah, no worries." 
essentially got an old demo of his own, took no bits of the original song, and just sang Liberation over the top uh, of it. The, it's one of those where, like, there's, there's nothing in here at all. The old uh, Aphex Twin. Uh, uh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's not in the song. That's not in the Pet Shop Boys version. No. And then he puts a bit of a rap in. I'll just skip. Oh, wait, he got the bloke from uh, Two Unlimited, didn't he? <laughs> no, it does sound like it, doesn't it? Yeah, no idea what this has got to do with the original. I mean, there's n- how did they pay for this? Fuck no. If you were a record company and this came through, you'd just be like, um, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. There, there you go. So that's the. the, the I, I used, I used the stems. Yeah, quite. Did you know? Yeah, bizarre. Uh, but no, I think that's pretty shit. I think that's a bad song, and I think it sounds, it sounds like I wouldn't have liked it at the time either. Had oh, I heard no. it, I, I think it's just, just a, bad a song. bad song. Is a bad song. Well, Christa. there you are. Yeah. Um, so track four, I haven't written down what this one's called for some A reason. different point of view. A different point of view. I mean, this starts like Uber Camp Euro Disco Dancing Queen to me. I mean, I've just put here, there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of quality control in these beats. <laughs> I wonder if there was that thing because they were such a big band. If no one at the record company was going, chaps, now come on, don't do this one. Yeah, I, I don't just, know. It just this feels like a, another impression of the Pet Shop Boys, and like the, the chorus has got some of the trademarks but it's just I don't know it's not it's it's like you're watching 3D without the 3D glasses on you know it's just everything's a bit out of focus and fine horrible keyboard signs in this yeah I mean mate when you get to the bridge of this song oh god let's skip to that because that is bad let me just find that it's like what is it like my first sampler sound it's it's I had a keyboard back in I don't know early 80s which had a preset of a dog barking on it and if you pitched it up you know if if you went onto the higher keys Mm -hmm. it sounded didn't sound like a dog barking anymore sounded kind of like this the hell yeah fuck me it's like come on man you you're pioneers of the of the of, of electronic yeah. music and you've just got this shit this is uh, it feels like you don't give a fuck and then this weird breakdown this yeah. it's i don't know man the, i mean the There's lyrics are so clunky as well that, that lyric was just on there which is you've got a clever way of uh, haunting me never scared you're still daunting me. i've got That's, uh, i've got a note with that as well because it's so Terrible. It's just like, mate, really, it's on the nose. Yeah. And, you know, I always liked the cleverness and the wordplay, you know. Yeah. And Neil Tennant's a funny fucking guy, man. You ever read any of the stuff he wrote for, because he was the editor oh, of Smash Hits for a long time? Yeah. Funny dude, man. Like, yeah. like, and always enjoyed what he had to say. Always funny in interviews. Just seemed like someone that had something going on. And it's like, you're putting, you're putting this stuff down it's like well do you really give a shit yeah but in spite of being treated this way i still dream of you all night and day come on mate you can do better exactly you can do better you've done better in the past i i get the impression that some of this is just oh will this do you know uh, is this all right can we just get away with this it's are they on the same page with each other i don't know know. who knows but i I also put point uh said that at some points this sounds like compton the gang to me at least they were taking the piss (laughs) brilliant um yeah so look (laughs) Bad so with four, four tracks, I like the first one. I don't I'm, like the next three. No, no, I I'm just disappointed because hopefully, like we always say, we want to, we go into these hoping it's going to be good. I'm sure you're in the same position. You were like, all right, I haven't heard this album, but I like a load of Pet Shop Boys songs. 
there's gonna be some stuff on here I'll be really pleased about. Yeah. I haven't hit it yet. Yeah, I, I've, I've well, yeah, the first one is okay, but you like it more than I do. I think there's been a couple of very bad songs and a couple of okay ones. So oh, I yeah, we haven't hit a, a good bit for me yet, anyway. Okay, well look, let's uh, let's take a, a little wander through the albums that were released this week. All right. So the top ten, the week of October third to the ninth in nineteen ninety three. Uh, there's a lot of best ofs in here. I'm going to be honest with you. Number ten is the Beatles Blue album, yeah. uh, best of, which I'm guessing they were just we released a lot of Beatles stuff at that point. I'm not sure why. I'd have to say. <laughs> best of the week um, number nine is Prince with the Hits one which we talked about in yeah. our last one number eight is then the Beatles the Red album which yeah. is the earlier stuff number seven is Nirvana's Neutro and so it's it's still top ten it's yeah. gone down but it's still top ten number six Mike Oldfield uh, best of called Elements yeah no, whatever number five is Prince with the Hits two mm-hmm. then we get into some new ones so number four is Beverly Craven with Love Scenes oh, the new man. entry just literally the the very epicenter of music that I didn't give a fuck about. I didn't at the time. I, I actively disliked that single. But now, promise me, the single, right. I actually think it's dead good. Do you? I have not re-evaluated it. I don't remember how it goes. Cheesy as fuck. Is it, uh, oh, yeah. It's, you'd know it instantly, obviously, you know, come okay. on. But uh, I think it's very nice. Uh, number three, another new entry, and I'm disappointed that we didn't have to do this one, James with Laid. Mm. You know, which is a fucking wonderful album. Love it. I didn't get into it at the time. It was a couple of years after that I uh, was played it. And I was like, oh, Jesus, this is brilliant. Yeah. I wish we'd had to do this because there's so many good songs on that. So this is, is that the second James album? Oh, no, no. I mean, they, they have. Oh, no, they had. In the 80s. They were, it's the the second, one. Was it the second, the sophomore album after the one with Sit Down on it? No. Goldmother uh, was re-released with Sit Down on it in 1990. Then right. they released Seven in 91, okay, yeah. I think. Which I think we mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Entry, yeah. And then this is the next one. So yeah, this is, I don't know, it's probably like their sixth or seventh album, but it's, it's the two after Goldmother anyway. But it's the, it's the one with Laid and Sometimes. Oh, just so many brilliant songs. Oh, brilliant stuff. Uh, number two then is Meatloaf's Back Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell, which, like I said, goes back to number one after this week. Yeah. That's where we are. Back the top out 10. of hell. And then, so there's a, a couple that we, we shall talk about that were also released in this week. Buffalo Tom uh, released Big Red Letter Day, which got to number 17, okay. which is a, it's a nice album. I think very much that they are another singles band for me, uh, even though they would presumably have hardcore fans who are like, no, these albums are brilliant. I, you know, I don't think I could tell you a Buffalo Tom song. It wouldn't be your thing. They're, they're, so. they're one of those bands that, were, that, I, that I read about when I picked up The Enemy, uh, and they were there, yeah. um, but they were not on the edge of the stuff that I was interested in. No, and they weren't well. putting out uh, big indie singles either no. that would have got played in the clubs. Um, some of them, I think, probably should have been, but no, they weren't putting those out, so it wouldn't have crossed over sure. in that way. Uh, one that you might have encountered, though, Duff McKagan released Believe In Me. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Got to number yeah. 27. I mean, it was terrible. Was it awful? Oh, it was bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Was it as bad as... Well, did you go... If, if you had been a big Guns N' Roses fan, which you were... Did you think that a Duff McKagan solo album might be good? Whether there's anyone with high hopes? Uh, not really. No. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, I, I always quite enjoyed the, the, you know, when they'd let him sing a song. Mm. Uh, you know, like attitude. What okay, you got sure. to fucking attitude? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're really it, controversial. But one. it was, you know, but it was coming from, uh, you know, it was always coming from that that kind of very Ramones inspired like you know kind of punky oh, element yeah, sure. and at the time that was not what I was really interested in in Guns N' Roses I liked the kind of the more the I classic. guess the kind of the you know the kind of the big guitar solos yeah. the screechy kind of heavier 
bits and you know i, I kind of came to appreciate a lot of the stuff that duff was inspired by a little bit later down the line mm, not, sure. not much later but there was still a delivery in it that was not really for right. me but you know but, but duff very well revered amongst the punk scene in seattle and yeah he was the guy in guns and roses that all of the seattle guys liked oh i see know? right uh, yeah you ever read his uh, autobiography uh, probably because I think I've read about three GNR. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a good. Uh, he was an interesting dude, man. Right. Obviously, he was fucked up on everything. Everything, yeah. Well, they all were. Uh, yeah. But, uh, also, uh, number thirty-seven, De La Soul released Balloon Mind State. Yeah. Which I I remember getting, or maybe I didn't even get it. Maybe I taped it off someone. I'm being a bit disappointed. See, I get. We talked about this, but if, yeah. you know, weird, weird relationship with De La Soul. I kind of. I've I've heard bits of it at different times, you know. Yeah. Like I've obviously I had three feet high and rising. Yeah. I had a copy of, like a burnt CD copy of De La Soul is Dead, yeah. and I think I probably had Balloon Mindset somewhere at some point, but I've no real kind of memory of it. Stakes is high, I kind mm-hmm. of remembered, yeah. and then like then they started doing that part one and two. I'm there's names I can't even remember. No, and I I like De La Soul, and I'd go and see De La Soul live. Um, but I, you know, there are people that probably know their work a lot more than I do. I remember going, all right, this is what they're doing these days. And it was a bit more serious and a bit less fun and, you know, a bit less party. It's like, well, fine, you do that, but I'm not interested. Um, I mean, one that I didn't even listen to and I still haven't heard, Digital Underground released The Body Hat Syndrome. Couldn't tell you. No, I don't not know. Not a I don't clue. I've never heard that. Not a notion. But we are, we are very much on the washout period of those like kind of 88 to 89 yeah, band, sure. like hip-hop crews. A lot of them that had done... Like just kind of hadn't gone with the times. Their stuff just didn't date well. No. Hip hop was moving so quick. I mean, you know, and in so many ways, it still does. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, I've just got my time period that I've kind of, that I'm particularly tied to. I sure. guess. And not that I don't like modern hip hop. I think you know, I think there's bits and pieces in there that I like, but it's just not really. You know, it's 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 very different. Oh, totally. Uh, f- you know, to, to, to what it was, and I understand some of it, and I don't understand other bits. You yeah, know? that's fair. Like, mate, if you're putting out records for like a 46 year old man and you're in your late teens or early 20s, then you've probably got some questions to answer. True. Just think, speaking of hip hop, um, we had talked about I wasn't going to be able to go anyway, but um, there was going to be the Rakim show uh-huh. in Brighton was coming up, uh, which he's just cancelled. Oh, I don't has know he? if you've seen that. Yeah, cancelled today. Uh, because, okay. well, the reason being, the reason he's given is because uh, he said that some people in his crew have recently had COVID or are uh, scared of getting it. But essentially, it's because he's too scared to get on a plane. He won't fly anywhere. Right. And so he was going to have to come over on a cruise ship. Right. And those are hotbeds for COVID. Yes. And so he's like, well, I can't chance it. I can't go into right. this fucking Petri dish of, no. uh, of horrendousness uh, because I won't fly. So that's why it's been cancelled. Fair enough, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, right. Swerve Driver released Mezcal Head. Only got to number 55. And I had some friends who were into Swerve Driver more than I was. Swerve, Swerve Driver was a skate video band. I, I, ah, like, okay. I, I, I heard bits and pieces that were on skate videos. Yeah. Can't I mean? There's probably songs I could hear and then be like, "Oh, oh who's this one. Swerve Driver?" Never had any Swerve Driver records for sure. Mazzy Star released "So Tonight That I May See." I got to number sixty-eight, mm-hmm. uh, and again, they're definitely one of the ones I was reading about a lot in Melody Maker Enemy um, because yeah. they were like, "Oh, these these great new American uh, hopefuls." I know probably two songs by Mazzy Star, yeah, and it's entirely possible I would like a lot more if I heard them, but I was never. In, you know, incensed enough to go and find out more, and I'm okay with that. I think he just sounded too much like Maxi Priest. 
Oh, well, yeah, don't they all do yeah. at this point. Uh, then we've got things like The Wonder Stuff, released construction for the modern idiot. That got to number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were big at that point. They were big. Uh, Teenage Fan Club, released 13, which I've talked about many times already. Uh, but the other big one that was released in this time period, only got to number 58, but Afghan Weeks released Gentlemen. Oh, nice. Which... That was the first I knew of Afghan Weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I bought the album on the strength of one of the singles. That I, Again, I only bought the single because it got like Single of the Week in Enemy or some shit like that. And it's a fantastic album. Really good. I must admit that I then kind of went into decreasing interest on yeah. Afghan Weeks. Um, I thought the next album after that was all right. And then it's like, okay, well, whatever after afterwards. But I think Gentleman is a great album. You had their recover of Congregation from uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. I don't think I have, That's no. fucking glorious. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. It's so, so good. Right. They played Brighton again uh, recently. They did it like last week or the week before. Yeah, do you know, do you know the thing is, I've, I, I suspect that Afghan Wings are one of those bands that like right now I could probably just go pick an album a week and mm-hmm. just sit and go through it and and probably really kind of get something from it. You know, there's a lot in that back catalogue that I've not heard or not listened to. And yeah, of course. I, yeah, and I suspect that there's a lot of it that I'd really like. Well... Who knows? Well, there you go. That was my first introduction to them anyway was back in 1993 when this one came out. And I still enjoy it. Still very good. Well, that's, that's your albums for this week. Cool. I'm going to get a beer. Right. Well, um, let's crack on with this one then. Uh, so this is a track five. This is called Dreaming of the Queen. Dreaming of the Queen. This is a weird one, isn't it? I mean, my first thing is, what the fuck is happening? Well, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's got to go the M people base. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what's, what's going on. It's got kind of the low-key strings. It's quite dark. And then it's got some very fucking silly lyrics about him dreaming about seeing the Queen. Yeah. And hanging out with that, her and Princess Di. Is that, yeah. Uh, I mean, I... I this is stupid and weird, and but because it's stupid and weird, I kind of like it more. Really? Oh, I but, see. But okay. I'm still bored by the end of it. Well, it's the longest song on the album so yeah. far. Oh, yeah, and you it know, feels like it as uh, well. I mean, that, that's one of the things. That at least, you know, stuff like I normally wouldn't do this kind of thing was three minutes long. Yeah. It was in and out and it's gone. It is. It's about actually meeting the Queen. So it's it's a dream. Yeah, he's having a dream. I don't understand... I went into this thinking it's going to be a metaphor. Yeah. And maybe it is. But it's still him talking about a dream where he's got he's meeting the Queen. Yeah. And right, let, just for uh, the listeners who probably aren't ever going to listen to this song properly, and we're talking all of the lyrics, let's just do these lyrics, okay? So, dreaming of the Queen visiting for tea. You and her and I and Lady Di. The Queen said, I'm aghast. Love never seems to last, however hard you try. And Di replied, there are no more lovers left alive. No one has survived. So, Gee, what's um, going on? When did Princess Diana die? 97. Okay, so it's... Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Prescient. The fuck is this? That I don't know, and I'm not giving it. And I'm, look, I've Unbelievable got, I've got a shit. lot going on in my life. I haven't <laughs> got the fucking headspace for this. I don't get this. I mean, perhaps... Uh, and again, I, I don't know if I came to this as a diff, as a, a let's say I was thirty years old and gay in nineteen ninety three. Would I be listening to this and going, "Oh, this is so clever," or "This is this very arch and oh, oh, oh what 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 larks"? I don't know. But uh, for myself, come to this thirty years on, this is fucking dreadful. Look, I'm going to level with you, Krista. Yeah, I heard this song 
and I read through the lyrics yep. and I started trying to decipher them. Yeah. And then just something in the back of my head went, every day for the last two weeks, your daughter has come <laughs> in your bedroom at 6 a.m. Uh-huh. and has refused to do anything other than listen to Peppa Pig stories. Oh, okay, yeah. So nice. every morning has been haunted by fucking nonsense about a fucking cunt pig. Yeah. Um, and... I I think it's eroded the part of my brain that would have thought about this. I see. So yeah, I okay, mean, so you... it might it might be the end of the podcast. <laughs> Peppa Pig ruined our our show and everything. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just skip to the next one then. Uh, track number six. Yesterday when I was mad. I mean, again, that's a bad song title. Yes, it really is. And this reminds me of like Dubstar. Or Sintetian, I guess, at the time. That's yeah. what I I've kind of put this one's a bit more gonzo. It's like I've oh, kind yeah. of put it's kind of high camp electric circus feel. Oh, in. okay, interesting. Um, yeah. It's got it's at least got some personality. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's got the weird hard going dance. for it here. Bizarre. Yeah, it sounds like uh, like something by Two Unlimited again. So look, I mean, lyrically. I, mean, I quite like this vocal delivery, and it's, it's a fit. It's a it's a quite a it's a beautiful invective about double-edged ass artistic criticism. Yes, it? yes, it is. It's about those kind of arch comments that people make to you, the the barbed comments of, oh, uh, you know, and I've had it doing comedy. Oh, and right, I, and I know yeah, yeah. it. I know this shit. It's like, yeah. and it's normally from someone that's got a bit of jealousy in there or something along those lines. Right, sure. And so I, I quite like the vocal, and I don't, I like the way it's delivered, and I like the fact it's got some personality. Yeah, yeah. As a song, do I like it? Mm. No. No. Um, <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but at least it's fun to spend a few minutes with, you know. It, it feels like at least it's in some way heartfelt. Okay. Uh, I mean... It's definitely a heartfelt because yeah, it is. It's speaking from his own experiences, and it's it's definitely personal to him. Mm. Um, he has sat after a show and gone, "Is this fucking worth it?" Because these pricks are talking to me, and oh god, am I? Do do I want to spend the rest of my days doing these shows and having to deal with idiots? Yeah, fair enough. There is that, but then um, there's, there's always the bit afterwards. You know, it's yesterday I was mad. Then I'm okay now. Yes, this is what I want to do. I mean, it's it's a sort of yeah. like coming to terms with it. Um, so it is, it is that, but yeah, to me, it's a fucking strange But song. it's also that you made me feel fucking awful. You you know, you made me feel bad about myself. I wanted to quit everything. Yes. You know, just because I didn't believe in myself. And, you know, there's that there's that thing. There's that niggling thing. That, right, absolutely. Yeah, sure, um, sure. And yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's um, you know, an, in, an interesting and telling uh, thing that might inform how weary some of the other shit on this record is. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, and yeah, you know, there's some good snippets like uh, you have a certain quality which is really unique, expressionless, such irony. Although your voice is weak. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's you know, and it, I, you know, it kind of almost does. You know, what we do here is music. You know, criticism. Yeah. And, you know, I hope we do it with love. And you know, we're not being particularly fond of this album you know that, that kind of thing you go oh, do you know what man there are people at the end of it and you don't want to make people feel bad yeah I suppose but you know at the end of the day 
you know, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? It is, unfortunately. Yeah. And we've already said that we love some of the stuff. Well, I suppose that's what everyone else was. This is what this song is about. It is people going, oh, you used to be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, anyway, no. this one isn't for me anyway. No, this was the fifth and final proper single. Oh, well, this they was a single as well. Fucking, they released five singles. Off. The 90s were wild. Well, they released man. five singles off this album, but they also released the theme tune to Absolutely Fabulous in the middle of it. So there were six singles in the time period. Um, but yeah, five singles off this album, off a 12-track album. Um, and it's, again, it's got a video uh, with a lot of CGI in mm-hmm. it. Um, and it's really on the nose, this one. It's called Yesterday When I Was Mad. And so, obviously, the video for it is set in a mental hospital. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of CGI of a man with the top of his head coming off and spitting around and his eyes bugging out and stuff like that. Oh, I don't want to ever see this. It's really shocking. It's terrible but the thing is because I, again I watched this all I was like fuck me these are terrible and I was like who is this guy because he did all of their videos this guy, guy hired whatever he's called um, he started making music videos in like 1989 he did some for Dusty Springfield and for Electronic back at the back end of the 80s which is yeah. presumably how the Pet Shop Boys came to know of him and got matey with him he then also did stuff like Mea Culpa and Principles of Lust by Enigma so thanks for that cheers mate um, they're both very CGI heavy but then uh, he also, the following night, so in the same year as he put out the videos for Liberation and this one, Yesterday When I Was Mad, uh, because this didn't come out as a single until 94, in the same year, he did the video for Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Oh, but that's a that's, great video. It is. That's a great video. And it's like, mate, what? how have you gone from these awful, terrible CGI ones to slightly better CGI, but a really good concept? I guess it depends what the brief is. And probably the money. I imagine, yeah. you know, who is it, A&M in America are probably throwing money at Soundgarden at I that mean, point. I don't even know if they were, because that was the breakthrough. Oh, that, that was true. Was the, that was the, that was the, that was the first the, one. That was the one where they became Soundgarden. That is true. Anyway. I don't know. But he also, he's got a career of doing other, like, Suede, Placebo, Muse, Elton John, big, big video director. So, fine. What do I know? Right. Track seven. Track seven. The Theatre. The Theatre. Okay. Okay. This is the longest song on the album. So I'm hoping it's going to be deserving of its runtime. Let's hope so. Starts off very dramatic again. Yeah. It's got a big build up. So some some shouting. Yeah. yeah. So we're into a housey breakbeat. Absolutely. It, 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 again, this is very 93 dunce. Yeah. A bit, it's building. It's doing something. Yeah, yeah. It's doing. Ding. Okay. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. And then it just all goes away and then comes the vocal. Over Honestly, nothing. wishy-washy bullshit vocal. What the vocal. fuck? Don't get and it. Then, and then that synth just kind of waves in underneath it. it like Weird. So and you've got, like, listen to how low in the, meat, in the mix that break is. Yeah. It's, it's like barely yeah. there. It's limp. It, it's so incongruous. It feels like they're on totally different pages. It's like, yeah. But then I do if, like this bit coming in. Do you? I, I do. Yeah. I don't think I do. Ah, right. I once this gets going, I'm like, okay, now I get it. But that that initial, the massive uh, dive off a cliff it does. I, mm. I think, what the fuck? But when it gets back into it and towards the the chorus, I'm like, okay, there's a bit more drama to this. See, I really don't like this. I find this really insipid. All this whole bit here. Oh no, th- yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, let me see. I, I'll skip forward a little bit. Theatre. It's got some weird pronunciations in here as well. He's, he, that one, here. 
another world here. Yeah, but he's it's, it's deliberately doing that, yeah. isn't he? Because obviously, lyrically, what this is about yeah. is this is this is like a big jab at a Tory MP who made some shitty comment about homeless people being the people you walk over when you leave the theatre. Yeah, so obviously indeed. he's doing those affectations. Like, uh, you know, it's actually a really great message and a really nice, you know, a, a, kind yeah. of a nice thing to be talking about. I just think it deserves a better song. I, just, yeah. I see. These, no, see, I like this chorus. I like this with it. Bam, bam, bam. When it is proper drama. <laughs> See, I just think the vocal works with it. I see. Okay. No, just, I'm okay with this I one. Like the, the beat's too low. And no, I, not the, no. This this one does nothing for me at all. I'm afraid. Right. And then this. The, the, these are samples as well from like old um, acid house tunes mm-hmm. from the late 80s. That ha ha ha. That sort of stuff. Bringing those bits in. Um, and also, I noticed that Anne Dudley from the Art of Noise does the orchestration on this. Okay. So she's involved. Some bit credit on the orchestra bits, but then she's also credited on a couple of other really shit ones on here that I don't like. So I'm like, whatever. Dreaming of the Queen, she does orchestra on yeah. that, and it's fucking dreadful. I prefer Dreaming of the Queen to this. Oh God, no! Oh, absolutely not. Weird. Okay, no, I, I, I think when this is good, this is one of my favourite bits on the album. Uh, but when it's yeah, no, when it's bad, it's, it's insipid nonsense. Okay, well, okay, we're, 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 we're split we're on pretty, that. We're pretty, pretty far apart on that one. We're split on that. That's yeah, fine. Okay. Let's see how we are on the next one, which is. One on one makes five. Okay, so house piano again. Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Maybe is this a joke? Oh, there's right said Fred's drum beat. That's a big stabs. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know. In a weird way, it kind of feels a little more familiar territory in a weird way, though. Yeah. Again, I quite like this kind of the syncopation of the of the vocal over this. Do you? Oh, I yeah. think it's awful. I find this one quite instant. I, yeah. Again, yeah. See, I, I quite like this, but to yeah. me, it's a it's a decent album track. Yeah. Okay. Like no, right. you know, um, the, the the backing vocals that come in with, with that kind of like deep house track, uh, nice enough. Quite like it. One on one make five. It's a very shit refrain. Don't like that. It's a shame. No. I mean, can we agree that Radiohead's two plus two equals five is just mathematically twice as good? Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's fine. Oh, no, just it's not even. But no, it's exponentially better. Exponentially. <laughs> uh, but the thing I will say about this, yeah, that ta- it just takes forever to end, and it's just got this really fucking annoying vocal sample for the last forty seconds Wait, of it. Are you talking about the here we go, here we go, here we go, here yeah. we go that bit? Apparently, I'll, I'll, I'll just skip to it. Apparently, that is uh, their their minder. It's their bouncer. Who's a guy who was born in Brighton um, and was uh, head of one of the Arsenal hooligan firms in the eighties. Right. Um, before he became the the bouncer and minder uh, for Pet Shop Boys of the eighties, mm-hmm. called Dainton Connell, known right. as the Bear. And it, I am assuming it's him because he's credited on backing vocals. Yeah. And the only backing vocals I can imagine it was. Is this weird? Unless he's got a really big soul voice. No, <laughs> quite. That bit there. I can only assume that's him going. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is he saying here we go? I thought no, he was no, saying pick it up. No, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah I can hear yeah, it now. There you go. So that's who that is. Um, but no, I think this is a fucking dreadful song again. Uh, so I don't think it's dreadful. I think this is. I think the, I, I prefer this to a lot of the, the other stuff we've heard. It's just a bit more straightforward. But you know, it's, I, I, again, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not fucking going to war for it. And 
I get. I suspect you're also trying to find some nice things to say. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, look. Well, that's two thirds of the way through. Okay. And yeah, I'm not impressed. So two thirds. Two thirds. Yes. Uh, let's do the singles then. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, so the top ten in this week. Number ten. I don't think we've seen this before, and I suspect you're going to know this one. But I think they're going to set up. There you go. Just said the name of it. It's called Stay. Yes, it is. You remember who it is, yeah, though? I, I will, I'll have it in a minute, man. Hang on. Stay with me tonight. For, for anyone who's listening, going, what's that sound? Dave's clicking his fingers along oh, like an old man. Shit, sorry, man. <laughs> it's um, I'm trying to remember who it is though. It's it's gonna it's gonna bug me. I, I, oh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's one of the first ones you would have thought of. Yeah, I know. It's, no, um, British. No, they're wait, 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 they're wait, British. It's not Eternal. It is Eternal. Is it Eternal? It's Eternal. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't think, I didn't think Eternal were putting stuff out this. Ninety-three. Uh, it's the first I, mean, I think we've maybe seen of them. But yeah, Eternal Stay. Okay. Oh, that's a big pop. There you go. No, that, that's, that's a great tune. I haven't had that for years. Yeah, so same I really, as. Really like that. It's good fun. Nice. Uh, number nine, Culture Week, Mr. Vane. Uh, number eight, Meat Loaf, I Don't Think for Love. Number seven is Pet Shop Boys with Go West, which we will see uh, in a minute. Number six, that Hadaway song, Life, which I never remember. Number five is a 1993 re-release of Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I suspect probably had a fucking dreadful dance beat underneath it. Oh, you could imagine it would. Really bad. Uh, Number four, Jack and Emerson Players, She Don't Let Nobody. Yeah. Number three, M People. Big big up to Stephen Hill. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Stephen Hill from Riot Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've mentioned Jack and Emerson on the last one. And he just put something on Twitter about, hey, mate, me listening to... Shaq and Emerson Pliers. Gallowine or whatever. Gallowine in, in my own house is nothing to do with anybody else. That, fair enough, man. You do you. Yeah, well, you'd have to do you. <laughs> yeah. No one else is going to do you if you'd listen to the fucking Pliers, right? Number three, M People moving on up, which we have seen. Number Go two, fuck yourself, M Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, Boom Shake the Room, which we've seen already. Number one, though, is a new entry. Ooh. Oh, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, take that, yeah. Um, yeah, take that, relight uh, my, my fire. fire. And we can't say too much about this because we're going to have to do the whole fucking album. Yeah, when's yeah. that? Uh, in about two albums' time, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Jenny wants to come back for that. No, she actually was. Well, she's going to have to get her skates on. Oh, no, in fact, it's the next one we have to do. Oh, fuck off, really? It's the next one, just take that. Shit. Oh, yeah. I don't, well, she, well, she may or may not, depending <laughs> yeah. on... Uh, it took so long to fucking organise the, 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 the last one. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, she's got the entire time that we're away in Edinburgh to prep it. She's going to be doing nothing else. Oh, yeah, because I I, I would imagine that me not being in the house will give her a lot more free time. Exactly, yeah. So that's your top ten. We'll take that at number one. Only a couple of new entries there. Other stuff that came out. Savers of Paradise released Smoke Belch. Uh, got the number smoke belch two smoke belch. Uh, got the number fifty five. I do like uh, Sabers Paradise. Oh, they've got some really good stuff. I think they've also got a lot of wank. Yeah. You know, but Hornet dance for all man. Yeah, it's it's a dance hall show to say. I good, love good that. stuff. Uh, another one that came out in this time, right? This is another good tune. Nice and shoop, baby. Indeed. Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. This got to number 29 only, apparently. I think it might have been re released the next year yeah. or something like that. Or this a different mix. fucking so dope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a smooth oh. tune, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, number oh, 29. I need, to, I need to see if this is on my greatest pop songs. Oh, I think it, it, I know, this needs to be on it. Fit on not. there, fit on there. Um, 
in a similar vein, but I don't remember this one. Uh, only got to number 36, this one, and it's not one of their big singles. But I know that you had at least one of the albums at this point. So I'm not sure if it rings a bell with you. Hmm. It, 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 it's slinky and kind of groovy enough that you go, oh, of course it's these these people. In Vogue. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in Vogue. I, I don't know the song, but I mean, it, if, yeah, I mean, as soon as you hear that fucking vocal harmony, yeah, you know it. oh, yeah. Um, it's called Runaway Love. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember one no, bit. I don't remember Not a clue. Right. I'm guessing this is on the follow-up album that isn't Funky Divas. Oh, I see. Maybe so. Well, maybe, I'm, you know, I'm, maybe so. Ninety-three. Yeah, maybe. I, I can't remember whatever the the, the sequence would have been. Um, right. <laughs> Here's one. And again, oh, right. No. Yeah, sorry. Just again, for no good reason, we're going to have to mention Stephen Hill again. Right. Because <laughs> sorry, Stephen. He's going to get this immediately because he's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Those drums will give you a clue. Is it Umbov? No, no, no. It's it, too early for that. Oh, oh yeah, because it is. Only got to number 40. Hang on. Oh, Jesus Christ. Spin Doctors. Yeah. It's Fuck a Spin Doctors. This is the follow-up. This is Jimmy Olsen's Blues. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Good God. Shockingly bad. But yeah, apparently Stephen Hill's, uh, he, he's like, oh, they're not a one-hit wonder. What about Jimmy Olsen's Blues? Like, what, what about it? Yeah. <laughs> got what, to number what 40. What the fuck about it, Stephen? Yeah. I mean, like, look, man, Stephen's got a big voice. He can fucking defend himself. And I've, I'm not going to fucking chat shit about him when he's not here. But fuck me, dude. Really? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, this one only got to number 60. And I, I don't remember it once so bit, uh, But you, you might. I don't know. Mm. Well, I like that. Again, you, I know that you had an album by these guys. Oh, here's here's some smooth grooves. Come on, man, that's nice. Feels good. Oh, that feels good. I mean, this is Velvet Tobacco, isn't it? It is, uh, yeah, 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 it absolutely yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know the chain. Oh, right, fuck it, I, I wasn't sure if you'd get yeah, Velvet Tobacco yeah. at all, but yeah, it's called Something in Your Eyes. I think of this jizz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, backstage underage. Oh, that's how you doing. <laughs> Fucking couldn't get away with that these days, my friend. Not. Oh, dear me. Yeah, yeah, well, like, in so many ways. Well, <laughs> well done for getting it, though. That's impressive I had that, stuff. I, I, that, that vocal was like, oh, that's, that's yeah, really? I fucking, that? yeah, that's, I like Fair that. Fair dues, man. Fair what, dues. And what's that tune I was taking in my uh, eye? Something in your eyes. And what did you say what album's on? It, uh, no, I've just got on the greatest oh, hits there. I'm not sure. I'm going to. Have a look at that. I like that. Right. Uh, This one you'll get. We've done it, but I thought I'd just play it anyway. I mean, mean, we we did... The The album that it was from. The album, yeah. yeah, It's Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, exactly. Uh, It's Hallowed Be Thy Name. And this got to number nine in the singles charts, which is, you know, what you'd expect from an Iron Maiden single. Such drama. Yeah, fucking hell, Bruce! Come on. Yeah, we, we. I mean, we. Uh, it's not made at their best. No, no, we we definitely covered that, didn't we? Yeah. All right. Here's one that you you won't. I don't think you'll know it, and you probably won't like it. But well, you'll recognise who it is. I suspect. Got to number fourteen. 
This definitely got played in some of the indie clubs yeah, again. Yeah. I recognise that voice. Yeah, Into Your Arms is the name of it. You just said it. Oh, is it um, Into Your Arms? Uh-huh. I recognise it, man, but it's... Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, now, it, it's so far up that you, you know them very well, but uh, not you know of them very well. It's Into Lemonheads. Oh, there it's you go. Do you know what, man? That's exactly what I was going to say it was. Right, and there I you went, are. Oh, no, that's what I always say, and it's not. <laughs> See, well, this time and it would have been yeah, the one. That would have been it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. it's the fucking Of course it fucking is. That. Of course it is. This one uh, got to number 26. Face. I mean, listen to that fucking. <laughs> listen to that cunt and his cunt voice. And his cunt voice that isn't his actual voice that he's doing because he wants to fucking, like, take the fucking piss and steal fucking shit from fucking working people. There you the go. Cunt. The art school fucking cunt. I hope he fucking dies. There you are. That's uh, Dave's favourite. <laughs> Blur. With Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Listen to it, though. It's just fucking shit. Oh, I like that song. No, you do. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> what, what is there to like in that? Oh, it's a good tune. It's, it's a catchy it, tune. As if it is. As if it is. I like this one as well. And this definitely would have got played in the kind of the old clubs. I don't remember this, but oh, no. I mean, is it like Pop Will Eat Itself? Or yes, it yeah. is. It's Pop Will Eat Itself with RSVP. I don't remember this one. I see, right. Yeah, but it's very uh, identifiable as yeah. them, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This, this is, again, I've said before, this is kind of the tail end of where they were yeah. a big deal. But this is still a good tune, I reckon, RSVP. And uh, the only other one I've got that I don't even remember, and I can't imagine you'll know it at all. Got to number 40, and they're a band that we did an album of. The Christians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, this does not sound like any of the other ones that is, I would put. Is it Carter? This. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It's Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine. This is Lenny and Terrence. Oh, there you right, go. yeah. Well done. I wouldn't have got that at all. I mean, that was, that was kind of, I just went. Well, who, we who, who could it have been that right. we done you know there you go yeah it, was, it wasn't going to be Elite or Adams was it <laughs> no indeed <laughs> although you'd have Sweetwood loved it Mac, yeah. yeah oh god alright so there you go uh, there's some good stuff in there you know uh, that Bell Biv one sounds pretty decent that yeah. On Vogue one maybe it's alright Salt and Pepper definitely uh, probably itself I do like and uh, Eternal Stay yeah Cool. Not, not bad. Yeah, no, I, yeah I, that was an all right. It was kind of a kind of swing beaty. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still a lot yeah. of that going on. A lot, yeah, a lot of kind of like second generation swing beat at that point. It's, it's kind of weird because this is kind of mm. the point where it dies. That's true, actually. Yeah, this is the graveyard. And then, and then we start turning into like full blown nineties R and B. Yeah, and we start getting fucking Casey and JoJo and shit. Good God. Jadesi. Jesus. Well, well, well no, we got Jadesi to come before Casey. Yeah, and Jojo. we do. Yeah. At least we've got Jadesi, um, Jadesi. out of the fucking terrible ragga swamp that we were in a couple of months back well, who knows man Look, you don't underestimate find, oh. uh, it could always be creeping up behind you so you know what you shouldn't do what I should know don't turn, turn around thanks lovely right that was really laboured how I got there that could have been much better if I'd have had a minute to edit it fucking bollocks what I just realised I've still got a fucking load of jokes I wrote and I've not done any of them yet oh no 
What a shocker. I'll have to do them all in this last section. Do you, do you want to just do some and then edit them into the podcast <laughs> no, no. as we go? No, no I'll, I'll, it'll be seamless. You won't even notice. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. All right, okay, God. <laughs> oh, so, fuck it. I thought, I thought, oh, at least there isn't that. Okay, so go ahead. Let's uh, let's head into the uh, the back stretch uh, okay. of this record. Uh, so we are on track nine, right? Yes, and this one is called "To Speak Is a Sin." And it's, again, it's an old wine bar again, soft kind of tinny drums, weird keyboard. Uh, there's a fake saxophone solo about two thirds away in as well, which um, is out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I've put low slung eighties pop synth soul. Yeah, it's got a poignant, reflective vocal. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a stabby sampled sax. Right, yeah. Uh, it's quite out of place amongst the high energy records uh, amongst this, I think. Uh, and it sounds very dated, and I suspect it sounded dated in '93. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I very much hate the sax solo. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. And I, even Neil Tennant sounds like he doesn't want to be on this song. Yeah. I mean, like, I've just written so insipid. It is, yeah. I've, dreary pish is what I put. Uh, was she in uh, Coronation Street? <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. And I was also, I'm kind of, I'm torn between whether I dislike this style of this Pet Shop Boys album more, or I like that cheesy piano or just like that more i don't know because they're both awful yeah. i'm not sure which i hate more it's, it's like a it's like a perfect storm of shite isn't it, it? really is like, well, just, just turn it off man fuck yeah, you like we don't no, it's fine. you know you, you look, we, we don't like it you get the message guys indeed i think i preferred the song they did about the public transport system in belgrade oh yeah what was yeah. that uh bus serbia The worst thing about that is someone in your pub garden laughed at exactly <laughs> that moment and i was like you don't even deserve that Bus Serbia, Bus fucking brilliant. Serbia, fuck brilliant. my life, right? Um, yeah, uh, right. So okay, let's uh, do the next one, uh, which is Young Offender. Yeah, you know who? You know who'd like uh, that joke? Go on, our friend Alex Pet Shop Boy Rovich. Oh, see, we've from, got in there a Serbian joke and pets. Ser- yeah. Serbia, yeah. I like anyway. it. I like it. Uh, a Serbic. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, Young Offender. Track ten, yeah. Young Offender. Oh, here we go. High energy. Yeah. Oh, arcade samples. What is? No. Why? Yeah. Now, my first note on no. this is, no, no, no. Okay, I hate this more. This is the bit I hate this, most. I don't like this at all. Utter, utter. Shit. These ray gun bits. And what we got? We got, is it going to be uh, an upbeat vocal? Or oh. is it going to be another drawly piece of shit? Uh, we'll find out. This is the second longest song on the album as well. So, again, hopefully really deserves its near five-minute runtime. Welchy bass. My note on this is very dot boring. <laughs> Seems to be about a relationship with a, a younger man. Oh, there's Neil. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, mate, this is turgid. Really bad. So Why is this on there? I, mean, I, I get why they put it at the end of the album. I get that bit, but why have they put it on there at all? The, the, uh, I'm not into it, man. I'm, no, like, man. It's, it just feels creatively moribund. Yeah, no, I, exactly. I, I was saying, I, I wonder if there's some of these where they just went, oh, well, we've got this demo that we ha- got halfway through. Let's just chuck it on. It's so weird, though, that this is the most commercially successful album. This is the biggest one. And the thing is, it's like, you know, 
I wonder. Here's here's the thing. You know, we yeah. said at the start of this record. Yep. You know, they they kind of skewed off. Had they produced at this point? Had they produced an absolutely fantastic album full of bangers? Mm-hmm. Would they be one of the biggest bands? Of oh, the right, 90s? So would they still be? Yeah. Could they? You know, right. I mean, who knows? I mean, whether they have this longevity, you know, with the amount of attention it had and the amount of eyes on it, this could have been the album that put them up to the next level. Maybe. You know? This would have been the stadium album. Um, I but, don't know. I mean, but you well, know, it certainly isn't. Well, no, it certainly isn't. I mean, this is, you know, this is the kind of I'm amazed you've still got a career after this yeah. record. I, mean, um, I suppose in some of it, we, we could probably mention that there was a, a second CD released alongside this, which is, I think was all remixes. Yeah. And perhaps that's what worked for them as well is that everyone in club world, or especially the gay club world, went, all oh, right, yeah, these mixes really work for a dance floor. Perhaps that was part of the the appeal, and that's why it, you know it's, it's so such a big selling album as well. I don't know. The answer is we will never know. No. Anyway, no, look, wait, let's one, nah. look, wait, let's move on. I think anyway. I, I think I preferred that song they did about the former president of Uganda between 1971 and 1979. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the that's the good one. Yeah, I told you you wouldn't even notice he's coming in. Mate. I like uh, when I bought some really. Tight trousers. Oh yeah, what was that? Fits ass in. <laughs> Fits. <laughs> Jesus. Look, man, I didn't write. I didn't write these down before no, I, I arrived. Okay. Well, I preferred that one they did about, about the shop in London's theatre district, which sold those slimming garments. Oh yeah, West End girdles. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or um, the one they did about the singer of the Misfits when he had his pizza delivery job. Oh yeah, how did that go? Uh, Domino's Danzig. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Awful, yeah. yeah uh, brilliant. Um, uh, and my last one, that one they did about uh, what it was like to be the man who created the Gestapo. Those being goring. What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Boom. Oh, fucking brilliant. Oh, God. All right, let's, let's get into the last couple of songs here. Uh, track number 11 of 12 is One in a Million. Is it, though? Yeah. Oh, it's pop. Oh. Glad they've got uh, Stock Aitken and Walkham and oh, PWL production out. Yeah, fucking right side Fred drums again. Bullshit. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. This has got the the kind of the pacey syncopation vocal that I quite enjoy when they do. Uh-huh. So, same, yeah, as yeah. The other, same as the other one that I liked and you didn't. Oh, okay. Um... I think this is a solid Pet Shop Boys album track. It builds up and it drops. Look, listen, yeah. that sounds no, like the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, now this one I think I think is uh, on the better end of this album. I don't mind this yeah. too much. I am not twitching to turn it off in some of the way um, with some of the other ones. I would say with a, a caveat, this is my second favourite on the record. Oh, wow, okay. I mean, it's top three for me, but yeah, yeah fine. But yeah. I mean, it's, I'll be honest with you, that's not reflective of the love I have for it no that's by default yeah yeah of course it is yeah no, no I, no, I, no. I, I actually don't mind a lot of this track it's fine it's absolutely fine yeah. and it's not as bad exactly it's not dipping into the real shit that some yeah. of the other songs in here are it feels yeah. like a song it does that's true this could have been a single yeah this could have been and a better been, single I, yeah. I'm not sure it wasn't anyway yeah right so that's that and then okay so the last track is Go West the cover right. of Go West yes okay now, everyone knows this. Yes, indeed. This was the it put out as the second single off the album as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to number two, so it was the highest yeah. charting of the and singles. And look, this is a Marmite track, isn't it? You're, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I, there are some people that 
feel very, very strongly about this song. Oh, absolutely. I, well, it was very big at the time. It was a big, big deal. And look, it's ultra, ultra high camp. Yes, it, well, it's, it's yeah. like Camp Square. Yeah. Because it, it's the Pet look, Shop Boys covering the village people. It's, yeah, it, it's the Pet Shop Boys YMCA. That's what it is. You know, the, yeah. like, the only thing they could have done more is cover YMCA. Right, right? sure. Uh, and you know what? It flies a fucking silly flag. You either lean into it or you take against it. Okay. And I personally choose to lean into it. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I, I, right. I, I can turn off my filters and yeah. thoroughly enjoy this. If I, I can imagine if you were at Pride and they played this, it would be a highlight of the night. Oh, it would because everyone would get swept up with it. it, it yeah. This is almost like a football terrace chant along. It's yeah. such a big chorus. And that's the thing. It's, look, look, it's objectively bad, right? It's awful. But I that think it's doesn't mean it's not enjoyable. Okay. There's a lot of things that are objectively bad that are enjoyable. No, you're right. I've seen and, my recollection. If, yes. I was going to say, if they weren't, no one would ever have sex with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but wait, they don't. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I think this is really bad. Um, I remember not liking it at the time. This bit. Fucking. Oh, see, oh I, I, I like it. Um, and yeah, I, mean, I haven't come around to it at all. No, see, I, it's fucking see, massive. It's huge. See, I, I, I'm on the other end of this. And, and this is when I say with a caveat that other song's my second oh, favourite the caveat is that I kind of don't really class this as in this 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 to me exists in its own little kind of well, like party anthem space along with some scooter songs oh god okay right but it, it, uh, I would say it also doesn't uh, exist alongside the rest of this album no this is an th- this absolute is outlier on. yeah, yeah. Um, it, obviously it is a cover version so it, you know it's not a Pet Shop Boys song even though they've done their own thing with it but it sounds so far removed from the rest of the, the album that it's like mm. this is almost is when uh, a band puts out a song that is a uh, a hit by mistake and they re-release the album put it on there yeah. that's what this is to me even though it was on the original mm-hmm. release but that's because it just sounds so different like to the easy rest. being tacked onto the end of angel dust there you go exactly yeah. sit down being tacked on the gold mother yeah, yeah. that's what this is yeah. look so yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's that one right and you yeah. know I, I, I present no argument to your opinion on it I'm Fine. well aware I think both points of view are equally valid Fine. Um, and then there's another track on here called Postscript and look fuck it I don't even bother playing it it's a no, pinky piano it's, no. a har- it's a harmonica it's a non-event that's basically what it is it's about 20 seconds worth of fucking track isn't it uh, well the, the one I've got is uh, there's vocals where he goes uh, I love ecstasy that is, shit. is there that I don't, I don't think Maybe. I even heard that I, at the end of yeah harmonica there's yeah some eurythmics bit in here I believe in ecstasy. I don't remember hearing this bit. Maybe something happened when I fucking played it. I'm assuming that's uh, Chris from the Pet Shop Boys, Chris Lowe, but... I don't know. Weird. Oh, I haven't heard all of this, and this this, this must have cut out when I was listening to it. It's 30 seconds long. But I I didn't even get this. I got to the harmonica and it stopped. Oh, weird. Well, yeah, that's all it does. That's it. There you go. That yeah. is a hidden track. Yeah, non-event. There Both, you go. Yeah, doesn't matter. Don't care. Totally right. So where? I mean, look. Um, do you want to go to Twitter? Let's have a look and see. Yes, because we put out uh, uh, a message on Twitter to see if anybody else had any particular memories of this album, or if they bought it at the time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we had a decent amount of responses actually. So thank you again to everyone who did get in contact. Uh, I think some people were in the same boat as me. Um, 
well, this, I'm going to go for the first one. I'm going to go Bradder77 because it fits in with this. Uh, also, Bradder77, thank you again, mate, for the very nice donation that you left us. That was really, really sweet of you. Um, but he said they're very much a singles band for me. And after the two big, bigger songs, I knew nothing off this album. Listening to it today is not aged well at all. Too many stock Ake and Waterman vibes. As, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did enjoy To Speak as a Sin. Definitely one of the better Pet Shop Boys deep cuts. Can't agree with you on that particular song, but yeah. uh, I, I agree with you on the overview for sure. I, I don't get this album. A singles band is exactly what they are to me. I, again, I'd probably want a singles collection 86 to 89 and then stop. I don't necessarily need anything after that. Yeah. Uh, but we also have a cliff from the Carolina Brunswick, uh, Smogo on Twitter. He said, I just listened to it today for the first time. Sounds in part like a band that's run out of ideas and are verging on self-parody. Yep. So yeah, some of that does. Yeah, I'll give you that. A few good songs at the start and in the middle, but Tenant's high pitch sounds too strained and listening to it made me feel a little ill after a while. Well, can't uh, help you with that. But uh, it does sound, some of those sound almost self-parody because... Mm-hmm. They, you know what they can do, and this isn't it. DJ Mark Luttrell is uh, here with uh, Can You Forgive Us in my top five favourite Pet Shop Boys songs. Mate, I can what? I can see a case for that. I, I, I like it. Top um, five? Um, thank you for... Uh, 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 Mike gave a nice shout-out for me earlier and recommended my Edinburgh show to a, to some, to a punter earlier. Excellent stuff. I mean, it would be uh, had I got one. Uh, haven't, I'm not there this year. Oh, yeah. Cheers, Mike. I do appreciate it, though, man. The, the thought was there, so thank you. Indeed. Um, but, yeah, no, not well, there this well, year. Well, we will be up there, so if anyone wants to come and just, like, we'll tell you some jokes... Yeah, yeah. That's fine. No yeah, problem. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, there'll be a bucket at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say a bucket. I mean, you can fuck Christa in the ass. Yay! Um, there right, we go. Okay. Um, Phil Guthrie, this was a fun overt. This is the, this is the three tweet uh, opus here. Yeah, this on. was a fun, overtly pop album after the grown up and, yes, slightly boring behavior. Mm-hmm. It also has far too many orchestral stabs. There was plenty of the high, high energy stuff they do quite well, a bit of politics, and an iconic cover version. Favorite tracks are Can You Forgive Her, as much for the daft videos as anything. Yesterday, when I was mad for having a snark at the critic, and poking fun at themselves and the theatre inspired by a quote from a Tory MP who said homeless were those who you stepped over as you left the theatre well, as we said well, yeah. Phil likes that a lot more than we do I think well indeed I mean he has mentioned uh, Can You Forgive Her which is one that we well you mm-hmm. liked and I thought was alright and the theatre which I actually did quite like in the end so there's a couple mm-hmm. that I would agree with you that but no he definitely sounds like he likes the album in general more than we did absolutely so, yeah. but he is an idiot so <laughs> you know cheers, <laughs> there is that thanks Phil cheers Phil yeah. <laughs> Uh, ben Collins is he's uh, chimed in and says I liked it well enough at the time but I don't think it's aged anywhere near as well as their earlier stuff absolutely fair point it's a bit too close to musical theatre for me one of the coolest CD cases of all time though fair enough yeah that's alright I'll give you that Uh, Richard Toomey asks uh, will you be covering bonus CD Relentless I came with it too Uh, no no yeah short answer no we really couldn't be bothered no I'm sorry man maybe we could have done one or the other maybe but that's not really our vibe yeah well it didn't officially get to number one so that's why we kept it just to that one cool yeah Martin Young said this album offers um, before we get into this I knew Martin was going to have a very positive opinion because this is the sort of shit he loves so Martin said this album offers a perfect example of the pop genius with the Pet Shop Boys it has a lot of ecstatic exuberance but will hit you with a heart-stopping moment of sadness in a way that few artists can match see for example To Speak as a Sin or Dreaming of the Queen I mean you just put two of my least favourite songs in there I mean I'm you know as always with these things I mean the part of me that's going 
what the fuck are you smoking, Martin? Can I mm-hmm. have some of it? But sure. also, you know, a bit of jealousy because you know I'd always rather you know oh, mate, you're, you're, you're getting something out of it than we're not. So you you know you're beating us on that. Indeed, front, uh, he's gone on to say, I think even though it's their most commercially successful album, it's a bit underrated due to having Go West on it, and it contains some of their finest moments. But again, having not heard any other Pet Shop Boys albums in mm-hmm. full, I can't argue that. Uh, he says it's also a pivotal album for them in terms of it's the first one after Neil Tennant came out and it's fascinating within that context. Now, see, look, uh, yes, I'm sure that that is the case, but yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, I wasn't a particularly worldly kid. You know, yeah. I wasn't like, you know, I didn't, wasn't versed in sexual politics, but I'm fairly sure I always knew Neil Tennant was gay. I mean, I, if I didn't know, because obviously I couldn't have known, mm. I always just assumed. Yeah. How could it have been, you know, seven years of them uh, putting out music and doing interviews and being on the TV and the, it not being a known fact at that point? But obviously, the, it was the official one. He did an interview with Attitude magazine, I think, mm-hmm. before, and it was the official coming out. And uh, yes, if you do look at some of these songs in the context of him finally... Uh, expressing his own feelings, yeah. it, there are there are things that you can definitely see. Oh, the lyrics mean this in a different way. I get that. And yeah, and you know, let's not be trying to be fucking glib about that and devalue that experience a hundred percent, man. No, sure, it? yeah, that's a big but, deal. Yeah, but um, I'm more surprised. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that the story in the context of that. I'm just surprised it was that late. That he oh well, out. exactly. Uh, how can you listen to anything that they've put out and go, you know, I'm not sure. Don't yeah. know. So, Gaz Jones, um, uh, who we owe a message to, and we'll actually hopefully we'll have messaged you by the time this comes out. Mm. Um, apart from that god-awful cover of Go West, disagree. Uh, the only thing I remember is the amazing orange Lego brick texture of the CD case. Fair yeah. enough. Uh-huh. Uh, David O'Brien, the album still has some classic Petrol Boys moments. Their ability to rescue obtuse, almost cringe verse setups with glorious choruses is largely undiminished here. Um, however, those orchestral hits are starting to sound hideously out of date. And there's a couple of tracks here that shouldn't have seen the light of day. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that. We're, we, you know, we're, we're walking a similar path. I think we're probably a little bit further down the line mm-hmm. uh, than you. I uh, was a massive Petrol Boys fan uh, in the actually introspective era, but they lost me with this album. And if you listen to the next couple of albums, it seems they lost themselves. And I, you know, I, I don't think we would disagree with that. No, it's possible, but I'm going to tell you for a fact, I'm not going to listen to those albums because we don't have to. This was yeah. their only number one album. So I'm not going to listen to any more Pet Shop Boys well, albums. you better hope you're not in a long car drive with me at any point soon. <laughs> Shit. Or sharing a hotel room. <laughs> oh. Stephen Hill is here. Uh, can you forgive us the fucking shit happy to kick anyone who doesn't like the Pet Shop Boys head in but this is far from their greatest album unfortunately yeah agree with you there yeah, mate no, so yeah as always thank you for everyone that got in touch uh, much appreciated yeah really as is. I say um, I was very disappointed by this record absolutely I thought it was a bad album I thought it was a very a bad album. very very bad album yeah um, not, not quite up there in the echelons of the worst stuff we've heard no but knocking on the door uh, yeah it's it's absolutely I mean, let's say we've done Somewhere in the region of 90 episodes now. Mm. This is probably going to be it's bottom 20 for me, definitely. I'm, I mean, possibly I, would, I would also say what it is, is top five, possibly top three most disappointing albums. Oh, right, because it should have been brilliant. Because I, yeah, because they've, they've done. You know, because I, I come into this and leave as a fan of the Pet Shop Boys. Gotcha. And I was hoping to find a bit more gold on this. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That should have been so much better. Yeah. You know, but then again, you know, whenever we look back at for example, that Fleetwood Mac from 1990, they fucking wrote rumours and then they came up with that nonsense. Well, I mean, they, they, no, they, they well, wrote, wrote rumours 20 years yeah. and then that nonsense. And, and, yeah. and also more cocaine than you could fit in this room. That's true. That it's is a true. big, high ceiling room. room. Well, we've got to choose 
one or more songs to put on a playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what we're going to agree on in this one. I mean, uh, what would you, what did you say uh, uh, your second favorite was? Uh, would be one in a million. One in a million. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't think I'd even make the case for that going on the playlist. No, I think that, I think the only thing I would make the case for the playlist on is can you forgive her but yeah and you're not even oh, no no I, I think it's all right i think it's fine but uh, there are so many other ones that i think are much worse that i suspect that's going to be the what one. do you think is better than that i actually did like the theater but you really didn't like it no, i very much did no. not like that um and if we could do remixes i think that the the single mix of i wouldn't normally do that kind of thing is okay but we can't we can't it's not the album version um, no, I think Can You Forgive Her is the only one that we're even both slightly on the same page. Yeah, stick it on. Fine, that's it. There done. we go. Well, th- well done, I, and I appreciate that. That's a compromise on your part. I'm oh, it is, but yeah. I'll, 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 I will owe you one. It, well, essentially, we have to put one on, and there was nothing else was going to be come close nah. to that. The only other suggestion is we have to put two on. And no, no, can't do that to people. No, thank you. No. All right, well, that's that done. Nice one. All right, okay. Yeah, uh, we will be back as soon as we can. With, Who knows? Fucking take that. Yeah. Good. I take that album I mean, I, I'm imagining it'll be after Edinburgh when yeah, the next I, episode I, will be out because yeah. we're going to go up there for a week yeah we're in Edinburgh from the 22nd to 26th if you are in Edinburgh and you want to meet us for a pint we're yeah, going to be in a lot of pubs uh, going to be watching a lot of fringe shows catching up with a lot of people um, giving a shout if you are going up to Edinburgh Fringe I want to shout out a couple of uh, people that have been on the show absolutely um, yeah our friend Rich Wilson has got a show, uh, Just Tonic the Caves. Indeed, Rich Wilson, who was on our Depeche Mode episode. We love Rich here. Um, go and see his show. Uh, our great friend Sean McLaughlin from the ABBA episode uh, is doing a show in The Pleasance. A brilliant uh, comedian. Called So Be It. He's, uh, he, I mean, he's my favourite comedian Just uh, a, a in the country. Good, he's yeah. fucking astoundingly good. Um, and go and see him. He's fucking fantastic. Our friend Darren, who uh, who, who uh, was on the, the Def Leppard episode, um, is not a comedian, but... He's doing some fantastic work in fire safety. Uh, oh, if, you wanna, Bravo. Yep. if you want, if you want to go and see him in Stevenage, um, just stars. send us a message. I'll send you the address of yep. his of his uh, of his company. Uh, I'm not sure if there if there are tickets available. Maybe just go and stand in his office. I think I think he just passes a bucket around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, uh, we, we can also kind of claim that Angela Barnes was on the show because she gave us a little kind of vox pop for one of our yeah. 1992 episodes, and she's got a show going on up there. Big up, Angela. I mean, to be fair, I don't think she needs to help us sell the tickets. No, mate, she's doing. Uh, uh, yeah, selling out every day at the Pleasance at the moment. Big up, Angela. We love you. And I think that's everyone that we've had on. Everyone that's doing ha- a show. That we've had on, but yeah, there's lots of other people that we would recommend. Yeah, well, but I think we'll, we might do some live. We might do some tweets and recommend some shows. Oh, we definitely should. Uh, in the last week of the Fringe, so it's far too late to get up there and see anyone. Exactly. Fuck you. If you're, I'm but yeah, but if, you, if you're, you're in, if you're in Edinburgh, you want to be, give us a shout. Also, if you're at the Rage Against the Machine Run the Jewels gig in Edinburgh, we're yeah. going to be at that. So uh, see us early because we're going to get fucked up. <laughs> Indeed, we are. <laughs> Not wait. Up. Anyway, Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you soon, motherfuckers. Nice one. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen. It was produced and edited by us, for which we can only apologise. We are on Twitter at PCL Podcast, on Instagram also at PCL Podcast, and Facebook.com/slash PCL Podcast. All of these, plus links to our various Spotify playlists, etc., are on our website, which is pclpodcast.com. Please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com.